Hey there, this is Carrie Schaefer, also known as author Carrie Ann King, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Secrets, where I get to take you off the page with the people who make the books we all love to read. Tell Me Your Secrets is produced from live stream video and is owned and copyrighted by Authors on the Air, Global Radio Broadcasting Network. Everybody, Carrie Ann King here today with another edition of Tell Me Your Secrets, one of the shows in the awesome Authors on the Air Global Radio family. I have a fabulous guest today. When don't I? Right. To be honest, we have wonderful guests. And although today's guest doesn't seem to be part of my month of Barbara's theme that you may have noticed going on, you were going to discover that it's a little deceptive. Because while we have Willa Reese on today, she might just be sneaking a little Barbara in there somewhere. So this is show number four with an author named Barbara. And I don't, I would like to keep this going, but I don't think it's just, it's a trend that isn't going to last forever, unfortunately. So today's guest as Barbara J. Hancock has written a number of well-known and much-loved romance novels, paranormal romances, but this is her debut novel as author Willa Reese. It's called Wildwood Whispers. I've read it. I loved it. Um, Willa is just absolutely delightful, and I know that you're not here because you want to talk to me, and really one reason why I'm still here talking is because I love this little background that I made for Willa, because <laughs> I love the Wildwood myself, so I like just sitting here looking at it and her lovely, lovely book. So get a good look at that beautiful cover and then we're going to bring willa right on here to talk to us hi willa i love your background i love it it's It's, very suitable i know (laughs) it's so much fun and i love your world tree right there behind your head that's beautiful we we have one like that on our deck um it was really like the viking went out one day and found it antiquing it's nice (laughs) old rusty and he hung it right in the middle like when i walk out the sliders it's right there i didn't even see it and we did we realized i said it's because it should have always been there it's just one of those i just love i love trees and i love the connection that their roots symbolize and i i just it was perfect i saw it i had to have it (laughs) so i'm not surprised that you love trees because this book this beautiful gorgeous wildwood whispers book just it's the trees the love of the trees just comes through so clearly. Well, I walk every morning and, and I've been walking every morning and for 20 years and I live, I live in a very rural area. All I see when I walk are trees and uh, a stream and creatures. And that's what I think that that's where it actually came from because I just, I, I'm tremendously soothed by nature. Right. Well, me too. And I have a similar thing at my house. We're also rural and what I see is trees. But that being soothed by nature, I mean, people who live in the city are now it's being recommended to them that they go. It was called forest bathing. And yeah, 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 I kind of laughed about that. But I understand. I mean, if you're in the middle of the concrete to be able to get into any trees at all, I 
I have to do that if I'm out of town for a day or two in the city. I've got to go feel you can just feel your stress level yeah. go down. And and I'm a person that is very high strung. <laughs> and so I, I can't imagine if I didn't live among the trees what yeah. what my nervous energy would be. <laughs> Yeah, I know because I've done it and it wasn't good. So <laughs> I I love my forest. So I knew I was going to love your book just because. And then I really, well, just fell in love with the writing and the characters and everything. But tell us a little bit about what Wildwood Whispers is about. Okay. Wildwood Whispers is the story of a young woman, a streetwise young woman, who travels to the mountains to bury her best friend, only to discover an eccentric community of new friends and old enemies uh, where a mystical wildwood garden causes her to rethink everything that she thinks she knows about survival. Right. And it's not just the mystical wildwood. We have to talk about the women in this book. The wise women. Yeah, it was it was really therapeutic and cathartic for me uh, to write the women in this book because uh, my mother is um, is has kidney failure and we don't know how much longer we're going to have her. And the there's a character in the book called Granny that is basically a lot of my mother is in granny and and just a commemoration of my mother and her nurturing and her occasional saltiness <laughs> and her magic is in the granny character and um so it was just it was a a good uh you know because when you start thinking about losing your mother you start thinking about all the things that you've learned learned from her and i i think that that i think that comes through in wildwood whispers that need for connection that need it's you know for found family if you don't have that family and and in Mel's situation, the main character of the book, she really didn't have that family. And so it's definitely a, it's a found family fish out of water story. It's found family, <laughs> it's fish out of water. It's definitely a coming of age and coming into definitely. your power and coming into yeah. yourself. But there's also this whole tradition in this book that I loved of passing down wisdom from the older women in the community to the younger. I actually got a little chills thinking about that just now. Uh, I, I, I love the apprenticeship, theme. the apprenticeship between Mel and, and Granny. Um, I, I really enjoyed exploring that idea of, of a young woman learning from a wiser, older woman. And it's multi-generational because of course, Granny is elderly. And, and then the, the trio, there's a trio of witches that I really enjoyed because they were around my age. <laughs> and, and so I really enjoyed writing them. And then, of course, Mel is in, in her early 20s. So um, it, I, I think there's something for everyone and just that connection. 
of oh, between yeah. the generations and between the different ages of women. Right. Well, and those women, the trio, we have to talk about that. You used the word witches, which is funny because mostly in the book, they were called the wise, the wise women. Right. They're wise women. They're not, they're not like, um, they're not like uh, Wicca or uh, pagan. It's, it's really more uh, like uh, nature worship more, uh, but, but sort of like hedge witches or kitchen witches. Sure. It's definitely pra practical magic. And um, yeah, they, now in the second book, there's a, there's a character that uh, doesn't shy away from the term witch. Wait, 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 wait. There's a second book. I have to ask about this right now. There's a second book. <laughs> There's going to be a second book. I I am working on it right now. Working <laughs> on uh it's it's I I have finished it, but we're working on, you know, the edits of it. And um so it's going to be called uh Wildwood Magic. That the title is officially approved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know about so. that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I that wasn't the working title was was something different, but then um my editor suggested uh Wildwood Magic and I, I mean I loved it. So, um Can you tell us what the working yeah. title is? I'm always curious about those. Well, the working title the working title was actually Honeywick, which is the name of a cottage that oh. um yeah, and 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 it's got some historical mystery surrounding the cottage, and um, but uh, Wildwood Magic is definitely more encompasses oh. the whole story. Well, and so, it tells us that yeah. it's a sequel, which is really exciting because you know we we want that. Now we got down a little rabbit hole, so I wanted to go back. Um, the trio. I just yeah. wanted to I loved the idea of the trio, which is three people who are basically destined to be a close knit group. Yeah. Work together. Yeah. Wise, wise, not necessarily women, because there are some wise men in this book also, which is really cool. Yeah. Woodsmen. They're called woodsmen. They're called woodsmen. <laughs> well, I, I didn't let them, I didn't let them have the wise, wise men. <laughs> wise guys. <laughs> so the other part I'm going to ask Willa to read here for us in just a minute um, is that our main character in this book is totally city girl grown up yeah. in foster care taking care of herself and um, others at times but very independent knows nothing about the wild and finds herself in this little town at the edge of this wild and magical wood and trying to come to terms with all of these people um yeah, yeah. and mel mel has really survived by running away and staying separate right i mean that has been her main survival mechanism other than her uh beloved best friend who is sister light to her she has been completely has prided herself on being disconnected and right. self-sufficient and so of course this community of wise women challenges everything she thinks she knows yeah. and that was just a joy to write i i love it so much would you do us a huge favor and just read a little bit for us um i know you've sure. got a, like a page or so 
Are you starting at the beginning or have you found a spot? Actually, I'm starting at chapter one because it starts with a prologue, but I'm going to start with- I love with, the prologue, um, by the way, but chapter one is fine. <laughs> okay. 12-year-old Sarah Ross reached quickly for the fragrant charm beneath her pillow the same way she would have reached for a parachute ripcord if she'd been rudely pushed from a plane cruising at 10,000 feet. It was only an imaginary fall, one that had propelled her awake as bad dreams do, but her trembling fingers clutched at the familiar shape of the tiny crocheted mouse like a lifeline. The charm her mother had filled with sage and lemon balm was supposed to help Sarah sleep, and it did, usually, but the dream fall had cannoned her awake with stomach-swooping dread as if the entire world had disappeared beneath her sleeping body. This time, her knuckles didn't stop hurting even after the bed solidified under her. She wasn't falling. She was awake. Her soft bedding still smelled like sunshine from its time on the clothesline, but her hands hurt. It was only a ghost pain that had haunted her first waking moments since she was a little girl. There was nothing wrong with her fingers, her knuckles, or the palms of her hands. The mouse usually banished the pain by grounding her in the real world. Not this time. Sarah didn't take the charm with her when she sat up. She left it where it lay, hidden, because she was 12 years old and shouldn't need to clutch a faded pink mouse for comfort. Her heart still pounded, her stomach doubted the assurance of solid floorboards beneath her bare feet. Sarah walked over to close the window anyway. Maybe the chilled morning air had woken her. But sometimes a Ross woman felt things and knew things that couldn't be explained away by ordinary circumstances. Was that a good place to stop? <laughs> so this sets us up um, as, as the beginning. This is not our main character, but she's very important to the story, as you will find very. as we go forward. So let's talk a little bit about what it's like to switch genres and switch identities and be a completely different person. So you <laughs> have written a number of paranormal romances. As, right. as, as your real barbarous self. <laughs> right. And I, and I am laughing about that because I literally have interviewed four barbers in a row. Um, I think that <laughs> it's just a very awesome author name, obviously. So so you were going along doing that. What what made you, you know, decide you wanted to write something a little different? Like and, and let's talk well, about the genre after the part that. Sure. The part that I just read to you, I actually wrote that scene um, several years ago before I ever wrote the book. I had that scene written and that character, you know, already envisioned in my head. Uh, Sarah is Mel's uh, very best friend who is like a sister to her. Um, and they go through the foster care system together. So I had written that already, and then um, Harlequin Nocturne folded, and I like to write. I like to write books with supernatural elements, <laughs> and so my agent called me the day that we found out that Harlequin Nocturne was no more, and she said, "You know, don't worry." 
have you read Sarah Addison Allen's Garden Spells? Uh, have you read Heather Weber? And and she mentioned several uh, sort of uh, magical realism, fantasy element, women's fiction authors. And of course, uh, yes, I read everything, but I had actually read Garden Spells when my twins were about 10 years old before I had gotten published in anything. And I, I loved it. Um, it's uh, Southern, set in North Carolina. It's got a family with particular abilities. All of the women in the family have particular abilities. So anyway, after that conversation, I took out that opening that I had written several years ago and realized that I had actually had a lot more in my head than what I had made it to the page because I didn't think that I had a home for it at that time mm-hmm. um, because it was definitely the, the story of, uh, you know, front and center, the woman's journey to empowerment, the woman's journey to finding herself. Now it has romance in it. Everything, oh, yeah. everything I write has relationships because that's, that's, um, but it's not front and center. It's not the main focus of the story, which with my paranormal romances, the main focus of the story is the romance and the relationship. And so the the deal with Willa Reese came about uh, because of reader expectation. Uh, you know, readers who pick up Barbara J. Hancock expect the romance to be front and center the, the main focus of the story. Whereas from Willa Reese, I think people are going to learn to expect um, the, the uh, woman's journey. You know, yeah. it's really focused on, and also the multi-generational, the families, the fantasy element. Um, you know, that's what you can expect from uh Willow Willow Willa Reese. <laughs> and also, yeah. also the, the the funny thing about the name Willow Reese is that they are family names that I found on ancestry.com. And I chose them because I was drawn to them and the way they sound. I actually have a speech impediment. <laughs> that I have struggled with for years. So the funny thing about having Wildwood Whispers by Willa Reese is that it gives me an opportunity to work on that speech. <laughs> so it's all in that twister for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just really, it's just too funny that that's how that worked out. Um, and so that's bringing back some childhood insecurities because of all of those W's and R's together. Oh, wow. But yeah, Ancestry.com is where uh, Reese is an old family name. Uh, and of course, we have lots of Williams and Willas and uh, that I just I, I was going through all the names and I was like that's now it's not a it's not a relative I knew it's an ancestor but 
that that's where they came from. Oh, I love that so much. That is so cool. So I, I yeah. do want to, cause this is so fun. So with your other books, with your paranormal romances, they were never in the bookstores and you were telling me back really, no. on that you got to go into Barnes and Noble. Tell us about that. It was super exciting. Now, there's an independent bookstore called Book No Further in uh, in my hometown of Roanoke, Virginia. And that was my first stop. And that was just super exciting. And then we said, well, let's, you know, let's check Barnes & Noble, see if we're in stock. And so we went to the nearest Barnes & Noble and walked in the front door and I was actually with one of my twins and my husband. And I think they were more thrilled than I was when Wildwood Whispers was on the new fiction right, right inside the front door of Barnes and Noble. And um, it was, it was incredibly exciting. This is my first uh, hardback. This is oh. my first, um, my first hardback, it's the first uh, book that I've written that's actually in libraries and um, it's super exciting. I started out, I actually started out, the first thing I sold was uh, ebooks and I sold, uh, they were novella length um, ebooks with the Harlequin Nocturne Bites and the Spice Briefs and the... Um, uh, then I did Harlequin E Shivers, which were gothic romances, still available, still available, by the way. <laughs> and so anyway, it's just super exciting to, as a lifelong book lover, to walk in and, and sign books at Barnes and Noble was yes, how fun cool. and exciting. And the lovely bookseller, the lovely bookseller who welcomed me with open arms and was so excited for me to sign their stock. That oh. was awesome. That's you know, it takes a little courage to go into a bookstore like that and be like, uh, I have a pen. <laughs> I know. And you and you you're always afraid that maybe they'll just look at you and go like, why would we want your signature, right? <laughs> that is really just awesome and exciting. I I love that. I've had that moment myself once or twice um, to get to walk into the store and actually see the book. And there is nothing quite like that. It, it is a lovely feeling. So um, I did want to ask you, it's, it's really fascinating for me because I'm a Northern girl. Magic around here is something that, you know, to most people, either you're a little bit crazy or you're woo-woo. There's woo-woo. There's woo-woo's you know, thing. But it's not a common sort of occurrence. And the more I talk to you and my Southern friends, the more I understand that down South, things are a little bit different. Especially among women. I mean, you know, we have our feelings and we have our relatives who always know things. And so that was just a natural, uh, it was just natural to incorporate that into, um, into Wildwood Whispers when I started, you know, writing about this, this family with abilities. Um, it was just natural because, uh, as I've, as I've told you before, I mean, my mother 
knew things. I mean, she just knew things. She would wake up in the middle of the night and just know things. And my, my grandmother as well. I mean, and, and it just seems like everyone I know has that aunt or that grandmother who, if they tell you to stay off the road that day, you stay off the road that day. <laughs> right. Well, and, and so, so my friend Maddie Dawson was telling me, you know, that she, I can't remember if it was her mother or her grandmother could make warts go away. I mean, it was just like, it was just known. Oh I mean, yeah. Just oh, now this away. and that, and that is something in the Appalachians, uh, you have people who can take the fire out of a burn. Um, I, I mean, you know, I've, I've never actually seen that by myself, but I mean, it's just a, it's just a thing, you know, it's just a thing. And, and of course, all of the home remedies we grew up with, um, if you get stung by a bee in the South, uh, and in the Appalachians, there's going to be 10 people reaching into their pocketbook to pull out a penny to put on it because that's supposed to take the sting out. If you put a copper pen, you know, if you put a penny on a bee sting, that's supposed to help it feel better uh, and things like that. And of course the, we, tall tales are, if you see something like that, it's going to just get better and better and more accurate and more accurate. And pretty soon the person who took the sting out with a penny is going to be seen as, as a witch, because that's just how we tell stories around here. And so we just make, we just embellish it a little bit. It just gets better and better. Um, And so that, and so that, that definitely influenced uh, Wildwood Whispers tremendously the way I grew up with with that well and that's why you know it really works is I magical realism it has these connotations that I try not to get into because there's there's some it, it began with a group of authors who've been somewhat marginalized and so sometimes we don't like to use that term quite as much. I really like to say women's fiction with magical elements. That's my current thing. (laughs) Women's women's fiction. I really like women's fiction with magical elements, but also in Wildwood Whispers, the, um, the wise women community is a very diverse community that is is. large. It is. And it is marginalized by the, primarily evangelical leaders of the the town um so they definitely are not mainstream and they definitely are targeted yeah um so i think that comes into play there it does and definitely some bad guys like breeder people you need to know there's there's the there's definitely your not so yeah. good element going on here in the dark side of everything that that is happening in this story sherry asked a question um if you ever had any surprises at a book signing oh <laughs> uh no no uh just uh with with this book um i've i've only had a few so far and it has just been extremely exciting and everybody's just been so warm and welcoming. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, I think, I think that even if it's not writing the idea of a 50 year old woman, um, 
you know, changing careers or doing something different or remaking herself or following a dream um, is, I, I think a lot of, of women can identify with oh. that. A lot of women, because the, the truth is, you're going to wear a lot of different hats in your life. When I had, um, you know, when I had my twins, uh, writing definitely took a back seat for me. I mean, I've always written, but I just did not write as much when I had, you know, two-year-old, three-year-old twins um, <laughs> to take care of. And so I think that that has caused book signings to be something where uh, other, especially women, um, just love to hear how you change gears, how you switch hats, how you balance, how you juggle. We all have those conversations, even if, even if you're a painter or a sculptor or, um, you know, even if you're pursuing your education to try to be a lawyer or something, we can identify with that. Right. And so I think that that has caused uh, book signings to be really, really awesome. That that it, I love that you talk about that because I, I really think it comes through in your book, that whole philosophy of life of the women supporting women and empowering each other and you know, we can, we can make changes at any time of our lives. It's never too late. I, I'm big, big advocate for that. If you have a dream, go for it. <laughs> yeah. And women, women supporting women is so important. And, and I don't know that I knew that when I was 20, yeah. um, you know, when I was 20 or 21, I had to, I didn't, I didn't really understand that as I've grown and, and I've experienced support and then I've had the opportunity to support. And I think that's where the multi-generational comes in, um, where you just really get the value of that support of yeah. women supporting women. Yeah. And when just, I was young, I didn't it's so, it was how important, how important is it when you've got a 45 year old woman or a 50 year old woman who will look at a 22 year old woman and say, you go, you go girl, you are doing it. You are doing it. You know, whatever they're doing, just celebrate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love that. And I think that's in the book. Oh. I definitely think Wildwood Whispers has that quality from my own heart. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it comes through loud and clear. It's definitely there. So people, awesome. we are talking to so Willa Reese about Wildwood Whispers. Um, you, this book is new out and beautiful and you totally want to read it. So, and Willa is working on, well, she's finishing a sequel. So we'll be watching for that next year. Where can people find you online if they want to stalk you? Okay, if you want to stalk me, um, my website is willareese.com. Um, and I also am on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, those links are on my website. So that might be the easiest way the easiest to click to on them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Pinterest, I storyboard on Pinterest. So if you want to know hints, that I'm not allowed to say, all you have to do is go look at my Pinterest board. 
and you can you can uh, investigate and and come up with some theories about what's coming next, and uh, to give you some idea of the aesthetic, even of Wildwood Whispers. Um, thank you, Susan. It's beautiful, um, Susan. You can uh, look at the Wildwood Whispers board, and it'll give you an idea of the book, of the feel of it, and the heart of it, and. Um, and I'm even on TikTok. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I even started. Well, I love TikTok. It's very, um, it's a great place for uh, readers and creators to come together and for creatives, creators to support each other. And like we said, women to support each other. I'm, I'm new there. I don't even have a hundred followers yet. I'm brand new. I just... I just started it, but um, I, I'm crazy about it. I wow. love it. I think it's a very positive place. Wow. I may have to come over and play. And I've readers. Been, I've been You should. Book talk. <laughs> okay. Bookstagram and book talk are awesome. All right. Well, we all know I need something else to do in my life. So I'm going to look into that. Um, so... Willa Reese, again, it's Wildwood Whispers, the book we talked about today. Thank you so much for being here, Willa. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Uh, I enjoyed it so much. It was so fun. The book, um, I just, you guys, you have to read it. Think a little bit, um, Barbara Davis' last book, The Last of the Moon Girls. It's a little bit like that. It's a little bit like Practical Magic, but it's very much its very own thing. So have a read. The cover is gorgeous, and Willa is just delightful, and we are waiting for her next Thank book. you, Carrie. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so take care. We'll talk again soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.